At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You found Visa's premier baseball betting show. This is the run line. Hello once again, everybody. Thank you for joining us here on the run line. I'm your host, Adam Burke, joined by former Major League pitcher Josh Towers here. We got two hours of baseball betting insight and analysis to bring to you here on tonight's show. Josh, how's it going, man? Good, buddy. How are you? Good. Doing real good. We got a little bit of a pitcher's duel going on here in Cardinals Phillies on Sunday Night Baseball. Nothing, nothing. Bottom third. Nobody out. Phillies at the plate. We'll be updating that game as we go throughout the show here, but obviously plenty to talk about around the Major League Baseball world. And you know what? I'm kind of selfish, so I want to start with my Cleveland Guardians because uh, a nice win today, 2-0 over the Yankees. They salvage a game in that series. They avoid the sweep in that one. And look, this is a team that's already had 10 postponed games. They're playing three doubleheaders in the span of 12 days. They have another one coming up here tomorrow on the 4th of July holiday. So... That's yeah, uh, not a lot of fun when you don't get too many off days and you're just playing day after day after day. <laughs> Listen, man, this is what they signed up for when this spring training, right? When it was shortened and they were going to shorten the season and then nobody really wanted them to. And then, you know what, let's try to fit all these games in and not have as many days off and doubleheaders. And, you know, it, it's good for us. Like, we want to play this many games, so I don't mind it. This is um, this is the games that Cleveland has to win today, these two zeros. I mean, it kind of got out of hand. And, and, and the matchup yesterday was doubleheader yesterday was – unfavorable for them for sure but this is the game this is I mean this team if, if anyone's built to to play this many games this many days I feel like the pitching for this team is it like they, they've all been really really good I mean with the exception of one but look at McKenzie today I mean he went back to like and I feel like he did this last year help me out I feel like he struggled early and then kind of cleaned it up for a little bit and this year started good struggled and maybe he's cleaning it up now but like seven innings one run the other thing is and no disrespect but before I say that, Eli Morgan, by the way, starter last year, mm. no good, wasn't good at all. Put him in the bullpen, kind of like Aiken for Baltimore, no good as a starter. Put him in the bullpen, having a fantastic year. So, again, finding the right pieces for the right uh, players. With that said, it, it's it's always fun for for us, like as, as pitchers, when when we have day games or, or, or weird time games and you know the lineup's going to be different. I mean, when I saw this lineup and I got Rizzo, Stanton, Donaldson right there, Stanton's not used to hitting two. Donaldson's irrelevant to me as a baseball player, as an offensive player. And then I got Torres, Trevino, Hicks, Connor Falafa, Gallo, Gonzalez. Like, as a pitcher, like, it automatically puts me in a good mood because I know that they're resting too many guys. Like, th- th- there's a better way for teams to rest one guy here, one guy there, still have a very dominant lineup. And the Yankees have been pretty good at that. And, and it still makes me respect and, and get a little bit nervous. But today, when you, when you gut the bottom half of your lineup and I only got to respect, like, one or two of the top guys, it's easier to get into rhythm. I think. 
Well, and for the Guardians here, 26 and 15 on the season against teams with a losing record. Now they open yep. a four game series against the Detroit Tigers. And, you know, those are games that they absolutely have to win. And they're games that they have won for the most part. They've been very dominant against the Tigers over basically the last five, six, seven years while they've been on this nice little mm -hmm. run. Those are the games they need to win. So we'll see if they're able to, you know, kind of close that gap a little bit with the Minnesota Twins. But you know, that was a really interesting series with the Guardians and the Twins, with the Minnesota bullpen just melting down basically game after game after game. And that has to wear on you as a team, right? Because you, you work so hard to get a lead, and then all of a sudden, you know, some bad managerial decisions in that series from Rocco Baldelli. Right. He pitches to Andres Jimenez with Franmil Reyes on deck, gets burned, does the same thing when Josh Naylor hits the walk-off homer. So you know that's something that we will talk about a little bit later on in the show here as well with regards to teams with interim managers, maybe teams not necessarily trusting in their managers. I feel like that's you know, a pretty big thing here at this time of the year. Well, again, the things that, that you and I aren't, aren't privy to is, is how many teams don't let their managers 100% just manage the game. There's a lot of stuff coming up from up top. And, and again, I, 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 I hate saying this publicly, but, I mean, I asked Dave Roberts about it. And I asked him, I said, do you get to manage the team? And he said, yeah, I do. And that's all he had to say to me. Because I know, like, like, there's guys who didn't take the Mets job because they weren't allowed to manage. The, the GM, the old, the old GM wanted to manage. And there's a, lot of, there's a lot of, again, a lot of teams like that. So a lot of guys like Rocco Baldelli, he might be handcuffed a little bit. I'm not 100%. Kevin Cash has earned the right to the reins of that team, but he was handcuffed a little bit early in his career, right? And then he proved himself. And so it's very difficult when I have to look over my shoulder. It's very difficult when I'm trying to ride a lineup or I'm trying to go off feel, and, 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 and we're baseball players, so feel is a major part of what we do. Rocco Benelli was a very good baseball player, by the way. Um, but I know if I do this, I'm going to catch a little heat here. I know that i got to answer. This is a big one, too. i got to answer to the media, and we don't want to do that. And there's some managers that don't care. And, and so, like, you and I have to figure it out by watching the game. You know what I'm saying? Internally, a lot of these people know. And so if I feel like I'm handcuffed or i got to – hey, you know, second time through the lineup, we're going to start watching him. Third time, I kind of don't want him in. And you're like, all right, shoot, well, he's doing good, and I kind of want to leave him, but he kind of wants me to pull him, and now i got to make that. It's, not, it's never a fun decision for managers. Well, and it's easy to talk about that AL Central because you got Cleveland just two games back of Minnesota and, you know, uh, Minnesota playing Chicago here this week. So we'll see if the White Sox able to close that gap a little bit. But another division. Wait, hold on, don't, don't leave that real quick. Okay. So the last three games – Minnesota took two out of three from Baltimore, mm -hmm. right? Uh, both walk-off wins mm -hmm. off of arguably the best closer in the game in Lopez, right? Right. First time I've ever Another converted starter, by the way. Yes, yes. First time I've seen him get underneath the ball to where his sinker was just running flat and up instead of down and late at his 97 to 100. Um, Minnesota looked awful. Baltimore shut them down. Their pitching has been... Now, Baltimore's a much better team, but their pitching has been fantastic. They had, like, one run going into both ninth innings, I think, and then it happened to work. And then what did Baltimore do again today? They beat them 3-1 again today. Mm -hmm. This Minnesota team, even though they took two out of three, sometimes we can trick ourselves, which is important, into thinking we're playing well. But if they do that next series, they're dead. That, that, team, that, like, that offense cannot show up next series. Baltimore made them look really bad. Well, I guess let's stick with that theme then, and let's go ahead and talk about this, because Ben Wilson, who's on assignment at a wedding here this weekend, yes, yes, yes. we've been talking about this quite a bit throughout the course of the season. We've been waiting for this opportunity to go ahead and take Chicago to win the Central Division. We've been waiting for a really nice plus money price, and in fact, there's plus 184 behind us down here at Circa yes. uh, going into today's games. Now they do play these head-to-head -head meetings with the Twins, and part of it is because Chicago's been so banged up. They've had so many injuries. The bullpen 
also full of guys that have been hurt. But another part of it is just neither one of us trusts the Twins. Neither one of us thinks that Minnesota <laughs> is that good of a team. And I'm a Cleveland guy. I watch the Guardians every single day. I don't really think they're that good of a team either. So to me, I think now is probably about the time to take Chicago. Wait. We'll be doing that before this series starts against the Twins. That good of, of, of individual players or that good of a team? Because that's well, what makes the Guardians so good to me is I think they are one of the better teams in baseball because of the things they do. Like, for instance, let's talk about the Astros. Right? Everybody knows the Astros are good. We have big-name players, right? But then when you take a deep dive into the numbers, they're arguably the best pitching team in baseball. But then you look at their offense, they have the second least amount of strikeouts in baseball behind who? Cleveland. Cleveland. Right. Yeah. Cleveland puts the ball in play. They move guys over. They put guys in a position for mirrors to stand up. They, they, they put themselves in a position where you can't pitch around certain guys. Their, their pitching staff always gives them an opportunity to win. They got a good closer. Like, they do everything right that we can't analytically or put numbers on on television to make it look super cool. So, therefore, we don't really talk about Cleveland because it's not sexy. They're a good team, man. Well, see, and that's the thing is analytically for me, and again, I want – I've kind of talked about this. Like, when first pitch comes, I'm a fan. Up until then, I'm an analyst because they yes. are my favorite yeah. team. I'm born and raised in Cleveland and all that. But lowest hard hit percentage in Major League Baseball, lowest barrel rate in Major right. League Baseball. Like, to me, I look at their offensive profile, and it doesn't appear sustainable yeah. because of a low contact That's quality. what I love, right? So that's the offset. We don't do this well, so we need to do this well. We don't do this well, so we better do this well. And that's the other thing they do well. They run the bases well. Mm-hmm. They, 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 that's, that's a good point. When I'm they running do. 180 feet, and most people are running 210 to get to the same distance, they're not. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They're running right. 190 to get to 180, right? Their, their turns are better. They do the little things that give an opportunity to win. I don't think Minnesota is sustainable. When I look at Minnesota, I see, like, everybody seems to be picking everybody up at the right time, which is a very important asset. But is that sustainable as well, right? Because you look at their numbers, and you're like, eh. And then the White Sox are at the bottom of the league around 2022 and everything, and we know that team hasn't fully got healthy. The one thing about the White Sox I've noticed, and, and, and you hear me say this a million times, Pitching will carry you through the whole season. 162 games, you better have pitching. Playoffs, you better have pitching, right, if you want to win. Mm. And you're not going to get to the postseason, Los Angeles, Angels, Anaheim, without pitching. The White Sox can't hit. They have no offense. They have no power. Nobody's driving in runs. Nobody's hitting home runs. They, they strike out a ton. Like, they can't hit. That's the one thing that's going to have to step up for the White Sox is their offense. Right. Crazy to say. Yeah, no, that's fair. I mean, they've been a bottom five offense, right? Uh, bottom, mm-hmm. bottom five offense against right-handed pitching most of the year. They've continued to be really good against lefties, which is what they've done basically the last three or four seasons. But yeah, I mean, so I guess I'll just go ahead and you know, out just out front ask you who wins that division. I still think it's Chicago. I really do. I I, I think Minnesota phase. I think Cleveland gives it a good push. I think Cleveland's going to stay somewhere like where they're at, five, six, seven games above five hundred. But I don't know if that's going to get it done. Right, And I think with Lance Lynn back, and I think, you know, the offense, the White Sox will make a move, too. That's the other thing. I don't see Minnesota making a move. I don't see maybe. I don't, I don't see Cleveland making a move at all. It's not really their M.O., right? I mean, they'll pick a piece and put it in there. They're not mm-hmm. going to make a big move. But I see Chicago making a move. I still think Chicago's the play. But, again, we're only well, – I mean, we're not even halfway through the season. Right. We're pretty close, but we're not there yet. Yeah, we're getting very close to that halfway point. And, again, the thing for Cleveland, too – a lot of games in hand against you know over Minnesota because they've had so many postponements, a bunch of doubleheaders, all those different types of things. And to your point, that's another interesting discussion. The trade deadline coming up here uh, later on this season has been pushed back a little bit because of the lockout yeah. and all that. But that'll be something we can talk about as well. We'll also talk about that NL Central race with the Cardinals in action here tonight taking on the Phillies. But one last thing I want to mention here real quick off the top is that Jacob deGrom 
rehab start. Finally looks like he's going to start working his way back here for the Mets. You talk about trade deadline acquisitions, there's nothing better than maybe the best pitcher in baseball coming back. I mean, listen, Max said he's coming back Tuesday, right? Uh, his words, not mine. He's not bad either. He's he's pretty good. <laughs> uh, what did Jacob do the other day? Like 20-something pitches? If he's only at 20-something pitches right now, he's we're still over a month away. Right. Plenty of time. He's come back after the All-Star break, best case. And again, I don't need to rush him. We, we are, let me go real quick and then we're getting out of here. They're, they're still three and a half games up. They right. still got, I mean, they got time. They got Max coming back. Jacob, take your time, dude. I want you healthy. We all want you healthy. Right, absolutely. Definitely be great to see the best pitcher in baseball back on the field here <laughs> along with Max Scherzer as well. So there's the first segment here on the Runline VSIN's premier baseball betting show. Coming up, the regression report. After the break here, an offensive overachiever, a bad team that should be better. We got plenty more coming here on the Runline here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have ticked it off? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. 
If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You found Visa's premier baseball betting show. This is The Run Line. Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in a Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon to compete for free for cash all season long. And our weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes. Head over to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon now to join the action. Blue Moon made brighter. 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. And always, drink responsibly. Back here on the run line, Adam Burke, your host tonight, Josh Towers, sitting on the desk here with me. Plenty to get to here throughout the rest of the show, but... We take a look real quickly here at this Cardinals and Phillies game tonight in the fourth inning. Scoreless Cardinals with a man on first. Alec Bohm, uh, not a great fielding display from him, which is something <laughs> we've seen quite often throughout the course of this season for the Phillies and from Bohm specifically. Looking at the live number here, you got Phillies minus 145 in this one. A live total of five. Pre-game total was eight, but uh, not a whole lot of offense in this one so far, Josh. Did you see... <laughs> Who was that? Was that, uh, yeah, Yepes. You see how mad he was that he just popped up on the infield? Listen, that's why I, and I know we saw it the other day. You don't see it too often, but you see, uh, we saw a 3 0 homer. Watch this swing. Look at his hip. Gone. So when, when Yepes lifted his leg, his right hand hitter, Wheeler's right hand, he's 3 0 count. When he lifts his leg, instead of just being who you are, knowing you're going to swing 3 0 and get a fastball right down the middle, hitters have a tendency to try to get too big. As soon as he lifts his leg, he opens up, which you never do, which means you're dead. You're late on your backside, and he pops up on the infield, and then he can't figure out why he popped up on the infield 3-0, and he's mad. 
I think swinging three zero is very selfish. Like, there's a time and a place that you're gonna, you know, you're gonna you shoot off me. But realistically, like, I'm in a bad spot in that situation, and and maybe with two outs, you're a little bit more lenient, a little bit more green lightish with him. But like, as a hitter, you got to realize, like, you don't change anything you do. It's just gonna make it worse. I love when they pop up and get out three zero because they're so mad, and then you just laugh at them and it makes it worse. <laughs> well, yep, as a guy, actually part of the. Four straight home runs yeah. that the Cardinals hit off of Kyle Gibson here in this series. Nolan Arenado, Nolan Gorman, who you mentioned during the break, you think Nolan Gorman's a, a legit kind of player. He's he's gonna be so good. This kid is he was legit in high school. Like I was shocked that that he went what like 17th or something in St. Louis. Like I couldn't believe he fell that far. Like I know when it comes to the baseball draft, a lot of times we're drafting on like progression and tools, and I mean most of the time, right? And and what we for she, like, what, what I think's gonna happen in the future? Like, uh, compare him to this guy. You knew this dude. Like, there's some guys like Bryce Harper. Like, that was always gonna be number one. Bad example, probably. But you knew that Nolan Gorman was always gonna be a major league star. And now we're just finally getting to taste him in the big leagues. But this dude is gonna be legit. Well, and uh, the Cardinals run themselves out of that inning here. Caught stealing at second base. 3 0 pop up. A 3 <laughs> pop up. Yeah, so, you know, uh, we go to the bottom of the fourth here. Nothing, nothing in that one. We'll keep an eye on that. But game. It, if he doesn't swing 3 0 there, takes a pitch, works the bat, who knows what happens. But then no one doesn't feel like he has to steal. Because now with two outs, I want to get in scoring position, see if a single can score me, right? So put, it, it changes the games and, and what these guys want to do a little bit. We're not usually ever worried about no one stealing. Right. And. You know, I bet Willard wasn't overly worried about him stealing either. He's not a, he's not a stolen base guy, right? But then all of a sudden, I don't care who's on first base, now all of a sudden in a 0-0 game, we know runs are tight, two outs, not that big of a deal. They know who's coming up with their lineup, and Nolan's like, you know what, I'll take a chance here. So his chance was more of maybe Zach forgot about me. But Zach's such a polished guy with his times to home that he still had an opportunity to throw him out. JT's pretty good, too. Well, we'll cycle back to that 3-0 discussion here in a minute, but I want to make sure we get to the regression report here and. We yeah. take a look at the Miami Marlins, who are a really interesting team here to me because we'll talk about park factors later on in the show and about home runs hit at different venues. But Lone Depot Park down in Miami, which used to be Marlins Park, I believe it was, a very creative name there, not a good hitter's park at all whatsoever. But with that being said, the Marlins, who have been a top 10 offense, borderline top five at times, against right-handed pitching, they've been really good at home in that split here, batting 273, 340, 343. That's batting average on base, slugging percentage against right-handed pitching at home. 341 weighted on base average. Yet on the road for them, a 234 average, 297 on base, 386 slugging with a 301 weighted on base average against right-handed pitching. So this is a team that has a good offensive profile against righties, but it's largely come at home in a park that typically suppresses offense. So Josh, I look at something like that, and I think this does not seem sustainable for Miami. Right. No, not at all. There's a, there's a couple of crazy stats. Like, not just with them. Like, you look at Altuve. What is it, what's his splits? 344 and 214? Mm. He's like, really? We're doing this again? Right. Like, I'm not accusing him of anything. But, like, sometimes we're just way more comfortable at home. And I know I'd probably be pretty comfortable in Miami. I get to drive and look at the ocean all day, to and from the field. It kind of relaxes you, puts you in a better state of mind. The, the, the state-of-the-art facilities, all the stuff they have, like – it's a fun place, and then you pack up and you got to go. Your flights are always longer because you're way down there. Mm. So I'm always traveling further than anybody else to get anywhere I got to go. And, and it could be taxing. I'm not making excuses, but it could be, you know, realistically like a possibility for them. I mean, again, like I, it's hard with this team. You got a lot of hit and misses. You got Solaire. We know he's a powerful guy, but he's 
you know, I just don't make a mistake, right? If I do, right. I don't get it back. If I don't, I'm good. Mm -hmm. And and Jazz Chisholm, I like, I don't know. I'm like kind of, I'm, I'm over the hype. I'm over the hype. But I know that like, don't piss him off or wake him up. Just kind of leave him alone. Act like he doesn't right. exist, and then you have success. And so, like again with Jazz, we did we just see a home run? We did. Reese Hoskins solo shot. You know, I want to. I just want to ask you a little bit more about Jazz Chisholm because. You know, he's a guy, when I mean, you talk about guys against righties for the Marlins, 392 weighted on base average, 157 WRC plus, where 100 is league average. So he's 57% better than league average against right-handed pitching. He actually just hit the injured list, so they mm -hmm. won't have him for a little while here. But, you know, it kind of came out that Don Mattingly and everybody kind of yeah, right. had a airing of grievances, so to speak, to throw out a, a Seinfeld reference here about Jazz Chisholm and about kind of the way that he carries himself. And, you know, that was something that, it was really interesting that it was so public what they talked about. It feels like that's Shocked something that's me. typically in-house. Shocked me. Shocked me. Like, there, there, there's a such thing as, like, and that's the other thing we can't, um, we can't handicap here. There's, there's great clubhouse people. There's people, God, they were talking about somebody yesterday that said he's the best clubhouse dude in the world. I'm trying to think what team it was. There's guys like that. The conversation was if you, uh, if you talk to this person on a daily basis and he doesn't make you feel better about yourself, then you're not alive inside or something. Like, he's that good of a person, right? There's guys like that who make it fun, the whole environment, because we're in that clubhouse for a lot of hours a day. It's just us, and, 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 and See, you can't have them. It's closer than my real family. Mm -hmm. We spend more time together, more personal time together, more everything. It's crazy, but that's the reality. And so you get a guy like Jazz. If, if this is real, what happened with Jazz Hizzle, if this is if they really had a closed door meeting about this kid, like, first off, we never should have heard about it. Right. But second off, that's a very very bad thing. Like, that's like again, let's get let's get Jeter in here. Why did he leave? I want to know the real reason why he left. I think I know why he left. But again, this is part of it. It's mm -hmm. this type of stuff. They don't want to do certain things. They don't want to go against certain players. They're not committed to winning every day like the Yankees were. And then you got guys like this. So you're just going to let him run wild and do whatever he wants. He's not even wearing like sports glasses on the field anymore. He's wearing like Prada glasses and stuff. It looks stupid. Like, and you can't tell me that those glasses are designed to stay on your face when you're running and shaking and stuff, but he's doing it for the cool factor. Well, we're trying to win team baseball games here. We have a franchise. I have a business. I have ownership. I'm trying to and, – and this guy thinks it's about him, and they're really having closed-door meetings. Like, I guarantee they've tried to trade him a million times. Probably asking price might be a little high, or some people are, are, are a little scared off, but like – as another team with all this coming out, I don't want this guy on my team. With that said, he seems to be, if all this is true, a cancer to that team right now. And, and, and as good as we have certain clubhouse guys that make us better, make us want to show up and put us in good moods, Mike Bordix of the world, we have the complete opposite in this, and it's just not fun. Like, imagine every day we're in the clubhouse and, Berkey, I'm just avoiding you. Like, yeah. it takes effort. Right, which is a challenge because I mean he's arguably the best player on that team. He's certainly the best hitter on that team. So obviously that makes things pretty difficult for them. But I wanted to mention real their quick, offense is better than the White Sox offense. That's true. You see, then we start comparing it, but then there's some, there's a reason why they're not successful. Right, and they're dude. They have all Contera, mm -hmm. the kid who pitched today, Lopez, the lefty from last year who what? was awesome. Rogers, yep. Right, they. I mean, yeah. they have pieces in place to be very very successful. There's a reason they're not winning, and it's not Don Mattingly. I promise you, because he's fantastic to play for. So. Well, there's a lot of reasons why the Chicago Cubs aren't winning. The pitching being <laughs> one of them. In the month of June here, 596 ERA, 485 FIP, but a 415 XFIP over a strikeout per inning. But they had the lowest left on base percentage at 63.6%. Yeah. 
As I was looking at this, Josh, and we are running up against the break here, yeah. so we will have to continue this after the break, but Cubs have the lowest average fastball velocity in the month of June, 91.9 miles per hour, two full miles per hour below league average. We know it's a velocity-driven league. Is that a problem for them? Uh, you know, as a guy who threw yeah, as a guy who threw anywhere from eighty four to ninety three, um, lived at eighty seven, eighty eight. Um, I have to get your full answer after the break. <laughs> What's the short answer? The short answer is velocity is irrelevant. the The longer answer is it's very relevant, right? Okay. I could mix in some some Kyle Kendricks. I could mix in one or two guys. I could mix in a Josh Towers and a Ted Lilly. But yeah. I also need a Roy Halladay somewhere in there too. Right, I need some guys coming out of the pen that can bring it with some guys that have stuff. I need, I can't give you the same as that look every single time. And if I'm getting very consistent with that, then I'm going to be in a lot of trouble. Well, there's the short answer. Yeah. Let's go ahead and get the long answer here after the break. And then we'll also talk about Major League Baseball awards. We'll talk about the Cy Young and the MVP in both leagues and whether or not somebody can catch Aaron Judge for the American League MVP. So plenty more to come your way here on the run line. Beeson's premier baseball betting show on the Sports Betting Network. found VEASAN's premier baseball betting show. This is The Run Line. The VEASAN Summer Special is here. For only $19, you get everything VEASAN has to offer from now to the end of July. So through July 31st here, sign up today and you'll get VEASAN's daily best bets, including my daily MLB best bets article, which you can read every Monday through Saturday over at VEASAN.com. We'll have plenty of NFL preseason coverage. We've got a lot of great college football stuff as well. Premium articles on golf, UFC, NASCAR, plenty of things going on over there at vcin.com for you to check out. And if you want the full vcin experience, which features a daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it, the cost is only $19 to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now over at vcin.com slash summer. And I'm Burke hosting the run line tonight with former Major League Baseball pitcher Josh Towers. We got a one nothing game here on Sunday Night Baseball. The Phillies up on a Reese Hoskins solo shot. Men on the corners, two out here. So they're looking to add on. Looking at this game live, you got the Phillies, a minus 280 favorite over at DraftKings. Total for this one of, actually up to minus 320 now, total of five and a half in this one with Adubo Herrera at the plate. And, you know, something that you kind of look at with this game, Josh, and again, we'll talk about park factors a little bit later on in the show. Yeah. Adam Wainwright is a guy that is much, much better at home at Bush Stadium, a really good pitcher's park than he is on the road. It's crazy, right? I feel like he's had some pretty good road games this year, but that's something I looked at with Adam, too, because I've noticed that in the past where it's like at home and then it's almost like a double. Like You give him Sunday night baseball at home, I don't care who's facing, you got to bet on him, right? And so I wonder if that's the offsetting factor is like this is Sunday night baseball on the road. So it's like it's a night game. He knows it's on TV. He steps up a little bit more. Uh, and so, therefore, you have a little bit more faith in taking him. He's, he's locked in right now, by the way. His curveball, he's doing whatever he wants. It's super late. He's got like some really good 12-6. to 6. That was the only hanger to Reese Hoskins that he threw. It just didn't break. I don't know if he just tried to step on a little much. But past that, like, if I make one mistake, I'm pretty good. But he looks, he looks really good. The other cool thing about this game for us is usually when he got a 0-0 game through four, that's usually in like 50 minutes. And for whatever reason, this game's taking its time. And yeah. I, I need that pitch. So, look, again, that pitch right there. He's dropping the curveball on the bottom of the zone. I, and before I even say this, that little square box they put on TV, they need to 86 it because it's not, it's not fair to the fans who think every time the box hits it or doesn't hit it's a ball or strike. It's 100% inaccurate, and it's misleading big time. So 
but that pitch was a strike regardless. Uh, and, and, and Adam, you know, he still throws pretty well, low 90s, upper 80s, right? But he goes back to what you're saying about the Cubs, all those guys with their velocities lower than the league average. And that's a strike all day because it's a curveball. So it's always got to be a strike when it comes high to low right there, right? Um, you have to get those pitches. Right. And you can't, get, you can't get rattled if you don't get that. That, that's, that ball's a strike. That, that second fastball's a strike. But if he doesn't get it, you can't get, you can't get rattled. And Adam's not going to get rattled. But when I look at... Justin Steele and Keegan Thompson and Marcus Stroman, and I've watched Marcus many times, and Daniel Norris and, and Gibbons and Smiley, and I go the whole roster of the Cubs. They can never get rattled if they don't get that pitch, and if their velocities are not up and they're pitching in the area where Kyle's pitching and where I pitch, uh, we have to be perfect. And, and we all know that if you make a mistake to any major league hitter, I don't care who it is, you're not getting the ball back, right? right. Their job is to hit mistakes. My job is not to make mistakes. But my job also is to not get rattled. It's to find the bottom of the zone. It's to find the corner of the zone. It's to realize when I can go up, when I can't go up. And if, if, I'm, if I'm getting in 2-0 counts and I'm giving in, opposed to getting in 2-0 counts and staying true to who I am, and if I walk you, I walk you, that's two completely different success rates. And, and, and when I'm watching the Cubs give in when they're back against the wall, they're never going to be successful. So can they pitch with a lower velocity? 100%. But then it becomes pitching and no longer analytics. I can't go to the computer and see if my numbers and my, my downhill uh, uh, spin efficiency and all that stuff is great because it's irrelevant if I'm pitching over the middle zone. It's irrelevant if I'm giving in 1-0 or 2-0. It's irrelevant, right? But if they're not willing to give in, you hit my pitch um, and my pitch only no matter what, then they can all be successful. So we're asking guys who don't strike out a lot of guys to, to, to be perfect all the time, and it's, it's, it's unrealistic. But it can force you to get better, right? So there's, there's so many contributing factors. And again, like you said, we're talking about uh, Woba and stuff and, 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 and hitting home runs and teams that hit home runs are a little bit more dangerous because, yeah, take one swing of the bat and it's over the fence and it's a run. Cool. Well, there's teams that can hit home runs and also play fundamental baseball. Those are dangerous. And you got teams that can hit home runs only and it's like all or not, right? right? Mm-hmm. Well, if I'm off that day, then fine. I, I make mistakes, they're all going to hit home runs. But if I'm on, they're all going to strike out. You see what I'm saying? So, like, right. there's so much that, 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 like, you know, from this perspective, you and I got to factor in and so much we need to know about these teams. And so when I look at a lot of these different stats, like, I can't look at – I can't just generalize them. I got to get a little bit deeper into what's going on. But then I also got to factor in, again, human element and who's riding high and who's riding low, et cetera. Right. And, and I think something that's really important, too, when you talk about the Cubs and, you know, the, the, one of the things about velocity is it gives you increased margin for error, yes. right? It's harder for you. That's probably the, for well said. To hit the barrel. Yeah. You know, if you're throwing harder, they have less reaction. Well, it's time. the timing, right? There's, right. There's other things I, they have to like, account for. Can, but the thing about the Cubs, too, I think is really important. When you look at their outs above average, according to StatCast, this is a bottom five defensive team in terms of outs he, above average. That can't happen. So, right. So if you're not going to throw hard, if you're not going to strike guys out, and you're going to pitch to contact, You've got to have guys that convert batted balls and outs, which has been the Phillies' problem. All well, that's long. what I'm saying. You just talked about the Phillies and what's his name who who misplayed a ball earlier. Oh, boom. Yeah. yeah, boom. Listen, if my offense is going to be inconsistent, Phillies are. I lose the best player in the game, arguably Bryce Harper. Uh, my bullpen sometimes shows up, sometimes doesn't. My defense can never take time off, and that's right. the thing about baseball. We play both sides, like hockey, like basketball. We play, you can't take time off ever. The cool thing about us is you get a break in between. So we have no excuse on defense to, to ever dog it, to not give effort. It is such a team game in that regard. And th- there's no excuse ever in the world for, listen, you can struggle offensively when you're a young kid because I'm a veteran pitcher and, and there's things that I'm going to do that, that you're not ready for, right? You still have talent. But defensively, the game is the same. Mm-hmm. From every level we've ever played, 
Right. It's the same, right? And, and, and there's no excuse ever to not give effort on defense. Because, again, if you want to win and you care about winning as a team collectively, then defense is where it has to start, along with your pitching. Well, play, if play good defense, by the way, your offense always gets better. Always. No, that's definitely a fair point there. But speaking of uh, guys that want to win and, and teams that win, we take a look at the MLB awards here. Uh-oh. Let's start with the Cy Young, where you know Shane McClanahan has <laughs> been up there as one of the short prices. In fact, favored at some places. You look going into today's action, plus 250 for him. Justin Verlander, plus 275. Alec Manoa from the Toronto Blue Jays at plus 600. Garrett Cole, good start for him against Cleveland here this past weekend. He's 8-1. to one. But the name I think is is most interesting to everybody, not only in the Cy Young, but also in the MVP, Shohei Otani, 12 to 1 to win the Cy Young. Obviously, plus 260 to win the MVP, second choice there, but uh, this kid's on a roll pitching wise, too. He, um, it was a 14 game losing streak. I think it kind of pissed him off. And he went out there and right. did what he did versus Boston. And, and that He's was, had a lot more emotion on the mound than he, really previously. It's beautiful. Thought. But the, again, we don't. You got to understand the culture, man. You go back and you watch baseball in Japan. It's very interesting. They play a completely different game that you and I play. But there's, there's, it is, it, it, listen. The, the intensity is always there. The commitment to winning, the team, all that stuff's there. But they don't, they don't show that kind of emotion. They don't show anger. They don't pick fights. Like watching Shohei get in that ball in that fight the other day. Mm-hmm. Like you didn't really know what. What should I do? What should I do? You know what I'm saying? Somebody's grabbing him. Like you're not getting involved in this big boy. We're not getting you hurt. Um, it's not their style. If I drill you in Japan, I just. I tip my cap because I'm just letting you know it's not on purpose because they never right. do it on purpose. It's not like that here. And and you're starting to see a little bit more American emotion in him, which on one side I kind of like. Mm-hmm. On the other side, if I'm Shohei, I'm never, you know what, I don't I don't have to tell you I didn't hit you on purpose, right? Like I don't have to, I don't have to do anything. Like I, if you don't know me by now, you don't know me. I, so what, is, a, what does that mean for you as a better? Like do you find more confidence in backing a guy like that well, because I, he's – But I played with pitchers who were afraid to hit you. I played with pitchers who were afraid to pitch inside. I played with pitchers right. who made an excuse before they went out if they were going to have a bad day. Again, you don't know that, but you start to learn from their tendency. Shohei Otani has shown us that like, yo, you know what? Give me the ball. I'm going to be the dude. I'll be the dude all the time. Offensively, I'm going to be the dude, but pitching-wise, I'm even more going to be the dude – so what he's doing, and again, we have to talk about a whole season, not just three months, right? right so yeah. what he's doing, like if, if, if he continues, it's going to be very difficult for people. But Shane McClanahan has been, it's disgusting what he's doing. Yeah. And again, I, I keep saying every, every five days, uh, my, I, I kind of go backwards. But I keep telling you, like, there's no way Kevin Cash is going to let him go seven all year. There's no way. Right. If he does, uh, Shane's going to run away with this. He's that good. But at some point, I feel like Kevin's going to back him off knowing the M.O. of Tampa Bay and knowing the M.O. of, of Kevin Cash. Mm-hmm. Um, but every time he goes out there and goes seven innings, three hits, no runs like he did the other day, I'm like, maybe I should stop saying that. He's that good, man. Any quick thoughts here? we got about a minute left till the break. Any quick thoughts on the NL market? Sandy Alcantara, I think or we- Alcantara, excuse me, the favorite for the Cy Young, plus 160, a couple guys at 5-1, to one and Corbin Burns and Joe Musgrove, Paul Goldschmidt seemingly running away with the MVP with the torrid run that he's on. Any thoughts from the NL? Yeah, isn't that cool? Uh, Alcantara is my guy right now, but what Tony Gonsolin's doing is is pretty gross. And again, we have to factor in some other contributing factors, like you know, thirty plus innings more for Alcantara than Gonsolin. Mm-hmm. Like those are big deals for me. Like that means right. you're pitching way deeper in the meaningful part of a game than other people. Again, we have a long way to go, and a lot of these people won't last six months. And right. we have to factor in the guys who have the experience and watch Sandy every year. He went further and further, knowing that. Garrett Cole is on a team where he's finally comfortable and they win. It's going to add to him because he knows how to finish the season. Mm-hmm. Like These are things that I think about when I'm thinking about awards at the end of the year. 
Yeah, especially guys like Justin Verlander and Garrett Cole, as you mentioned, that have gone 180, 200 innings. All yes, of that. very important. You've got a lot of young guys here in that race. They're yeah. going to be building up their workloads quite a bit. So it's been great to get a player's perspective so far on the show, and we'll continue to do that here. In the next segment, we talk about interim managers, dog days of summer, and a whole lot more as we wrap up the first hour of the run line on VEASAN. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare
Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You found Visa's premier baseball betting show. This is The Run Line. Welcome back here on The Run Line. Your host, Adam Burke, joined by Major League Baseball pitcher, former Major League Baseball pitcher, Josh Towers. Uh, we're watching this Cardinals and Phillies game here tonight. Bottom five, Phillies up one nothing. Had a chance, threatened in the fourth, wound up not getting anything out of that one. But Josh, something I picked up on throughout the course of the season here with this Cardinals team, when they face above average or better right-handed pitching, they really struggle. They're struggling tonight here against Zach Wheeler. Only four hits, only two hard hit balls, and they have only struck out twice but they're not really making a lot of contact authority. Whereas for Adam Wainwright tonight against the Phillies, only two, three now swings and misses. Or no, that was just two. Two swings and misses and 22 swings for him. So not it, a lot of swing and miss stuff. It, for it was a swing and miss. Was it? Yeah. He, uh, three and 22, though. He caught it. Um, I think it's because he's locating so well that it's like, you know, hitters want to swing a ball that look like they can drive. And when I start locating on the corners and in the bottom of the zone where you know you're not going to do anything, you really don't swing until you get two strikes. Mm-hmm. Right? And then at some point, you do kind of – sometimes you take a little bit off and I put the ball in play. And I think that has a lot to do with it. I think his location is so good tonight that they're not really getting the opportunities to swing and miss because he's just been down. He hasn't really pitched up, it doesn't seem like. Well, live in this one, Philly is minus 290. Total of four and a half here is where a little more than halfway through this game. If, let me ask you real quick. If you, if you bet the Cardinals pre-flop today – Tough bet. It's Zach Wheeler at home. I right. get it. But if you bet them pre-flop, I don't know what the line was. Couldn't have been that high. Uh, well, now it's upgraded. Would you not? I mean, plus one fifty-ish. All right, and now you're getting plus two fifty-five. Yeah, it's not a bad play. No, it's only a one-run game, right? Not with the Phillies bullpen, right? Which has been really bad throughout the course of the season. And in fact, Zach Wheeler here with eighty-one pitches through five innings. Oh, so, so he's almost can, done. They can stretch he's him got a little six bit. Six. Yeah. Right. Then. And the thing about the Cardinals, too, whenever Ryan Helsley and Giovanni Gallegos are available, their bull, the back end of their bullpen is really, really mm-hmm. solid. So if those two guys are healthy, are good to go, you know, that's a situation where maybe the Cardinals on a live bet, not a bad look here. But speaking of the Phillies, I want to talk about this, Josh, because 
We may get into this scenario now where we do have some more managers that end up getting let go. One of them being Joe Girardi, who's already gone. Uh, you got Rob Thompson, the interim here with the Phillies. And you've got Phil Nevin with the Angels. And uh, <laughs> Phil Nevin, you know, kind of uh, in the jackpot, so to speak, here a little bit after that brawl. I don't know if you played on any teams that had interim managers, if you had some friends that did or, or former teammates or anything like that. But what is that dynamic like when you're playing for an interim manager? Honestly, it all depends on the person. Mm-hmm. Right, I don't. I couldn't say the last time I saw two managers on the same team get let go in the same season. Right, I don't know. There might be a stat somewhere. So, like when I hear Phil Nevin take over, imagine if the Angels let Phil Nevin go at some point. Mm-hmm. Right, that'd be really weird, right? So right. Phil's going to continue to do his thing, although it's not a good look, and he was put in a bad spot. But I mean, it's not. It wasn't Joe's fault. It's not Phil's fault. It's the organization's fault that they can't pitch. Mm-hmm. But you also don't pick fights with players when you're the manager. You don't get a 10-game suspension because you got a fight with a player because I, your ego or whatever it was. That's a bad look on Phil Nevin. But, I, I, again, I can't see them. They're, they're not going and finding next year's manager if they don't have an in-house already. They're not going and finding that right now. They're going to play this season out. Um, we were in we, – we, we had uh, – I don't remember his name. So much I liked him. Uh, in Toronto, my manager, and he was awful. Mm-hmm. Knew nothing about baseball. I know he's still in the game somewhere. He knows nothing about baseball. He was awful. And I almost felt bad because I like, like he would like we do outfield drills and stuff and like he would walk over and listen to them say something and, and they're teaching and then he would say something and it would be the most what like what? That didn't make any sense. And then they'd walk away and the outfielders would laugh at him because he knew nothing about baseball. And he wasn't a good manager. John Gibbons was our first base coach, phenomenal first base coach. And everybody loved John Gibbons. Loved him as a person. Loved him. He's just an amazing guy. So when we we, we, I was actually pitching in Yankee Stadium. We fired him. I show up to the yard, and J.P. Ricciardi meets me in the hallway, and he's like, hey, I just want to let you know. I know you're not the biggest fan. We let him go, and John Gibbons is uh, taking over as manager. And I was like, I was thinking, he knew it. It put me in a great mood. He knew it, and I was so happy at that time. Uh, we obviously had a good game that game because like, like, it's like anything you're thinking negatively, a gun goes away, and you're just happy for John, and you want to win for John at that time. Mm-hmm. And then John finishes the year as manager, and he ends up being our manager for a very long time. Right. And, and we love the guy. So you want to play well for him because you know the kind of person he is as a coach. You know the things he does for you behind the scenes. Uh, and so it depends on that relationship with all these interim managers if, if those guys. And clearly – Is there it, any way for us to know? Like we're not in the clubhouse, right? You're so not like, right. Can we, can we kind of like you have you no idea? Mike Trout and he just looks dejected. He, he looks, just looks miserable. Miserable, and he should. So he is should. that kind of an indication of like 100 percent with maybe, them? Yeah, but we knew this was coming. Up. If you didn't right. know this was coming with the Angels, uh, you're just a fan who's blinded, right? Mm-hmm. We knew this was going to happen. Like I don't care what like show us Tony, Mike Trout, Rendon. It does not matter. Taylor. So the, the fact that the Phillies have played pretty well for the most part under Rob Thompson is that a, and a where good was Rob? Then we have him in New York. Robbie's always been a dude that everybody's loved. Mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken, he's my third base coach with the Yankees. Loved him. Everybody's loved him, right? So immediately when Joe's doing stuff that people weren't liking, 86 him, they love Robbie Thompson. It's probably their, the guy that they go to and confide in. And, and then he takes over, and they're just happy, and they want – like we want – now, again, I can't, it, as a player, I want to see you succeed. So now right. I want to do better for you, right? No, how, how would you know that? I, I guarantee – any one of these teams, pick any one of these teams, your favorite player, and, and you can be like, oh, Cleveland. Who do you like on Cleveland? I mean, I like them all. all right, I try one. to anyway. Which one's I mean, I, I one love Andre Semenez. All right. Love that kid. And then you would go, like, think about, this is how I think about, who do you think Andre Jimenez hangs around with when uh, we get dressed and leave the stadium? 
And then I guarantee mm-hmm. he's going to have two people or one person in particular that's surprised. Like, I never would have put those two together. And that's kind of how it is with the coaches. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you look at me and then you're like, you see me leave and, and I'm, I'm hanging out with Alex Rios every day. And people are like, where are you two best friends? It's like an odd couple, but like, that's what happens with coaches too. You don't know who likes who and who roots for who. And you don't, we don't show our emotion ever. And so it's hard to tell when an interim manager takes over and or when a manager shows up and people are going to love him or not. We really don't know. But I tell you what, we knew this would happen with Bob Melvin because he has a history of being somebody who people have always talked about, had high praise for, players love him, very successful in Oakland. Mm-hmm. We knew this would happen in San Diego with him. Like, he, 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 he puts you in a position to where you want to succeed or he wants to see you succeed, and you know that's genuine. So there is cool stuff like that. Something else I wanted to ask you about here, because I think this is really relevant, especially with some of the names we've been talking about. Jacob deGrom yep. makes an appearance here today, faces six batters, strikes out five, touches 101 uh, in Class A. What, you today got, did? Today. Today for Port St. Lucie, yeah. Struck out five of six, uh, hit 101 on the gun, as I mentioned. Max Scherzer, a couple rehab starts in A for the Binghamton Rumble Ponies. Uh, yeah, he's yeah. given up five runs on seven hits over eight innings, but struck out 14 and walked two. When we look at huh. these rehab starts... Right. What what should we Dean be Kramer looking for? What what are the indicators that we want to see to know that a guy is you know either on track or the stuff is good, the stuff is explosive, he's healthy? Because look, people are going to go, yeah, they're facing minor league hitters, like they should be dominant. Not, but there have to be indicators we're looking for, right? Usually, in the past, we could do that, like they're facing minor league hitters. But it's in AAA, it's in AA, it's etc. Now that we eighty six forty teams, there's guys in, in high A that should be maybe in, a, in rookie ball. Mm-hmm. Definitely low A. There's guys in AAA should be in double A, double A should be in A ball. We we've rushed so many guys that the levels aren't as meaningful as they used to be, right? So when I watch Dean Kramer go on two rehab assignments and pitches like seven innings, strikes out fifteen. Mm-hmm. That's not what Dean Kramer does, even though Dean Kramer has amazing stuff, right? Yeah. Max has that type of stuff. Jacob has that type of stuff. We've seen Jacob do some rehab assignments before. With that said, they're also facing less competition these days, and so the strikeouts become easier. But again, with with Max and Jacob, it's not just their stuff and their IQ. There's an awe factor. Like when I'm a hitter, I'm like, ah, Jacob DeGrom. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, right, right. I'm more of a fan in the box than I am a necessarily a hitter. I, I think the strikeouts are a little bit more in the minor league baseball than they are in the big leagues this year. And so it's, it's a tough read. But we saw Woodruff. Woodruff, um, very minimal on his innings on his rehab assignments, like two and three or something. Mm-hmm. Like when I looked at that, I was like, all right, his first start back, he's not, if he goes five, it would be a miracle. Like that would be best case scenario for the Milwaukee Brewers is if Woodruff went five. And I don't even, I think maybe he did. I think he went five and like struck out 11 in like 75 pitches. Right. And then pitches. did he give up any runs towards the end? Because like you start to get tired at that right. point too. And that's the thing I have to factor. So if I see Jacob. Kind of looking for a live betting angle? Yeah. So I, if I see Max going five, six, and seven, mm-hmm. I know he's ready. Right. If I see Max go two, three, and four, then I know he's only ready for a little bit, and I got to worry about what the bullpens, where the bullpens at, and who's been used and who's not been used. And now the bullpen comes a, a major player for me in that in that aspect. And it's the same thing with Jacob. I don't. Jacob's going to go two. I hope he goes three, four, all the way up to seven or eight. Right. I hope we don't see Jacob for two months. Mm-hmm. Right. Even when Jacob gets back, he's going to go five innings. They're going to pull him, guaranteed. Right. No yeah. matter how healthy he is, because they're so scared of losing him. And it just goes to show you the velocity is irrelevant. I either have it or I don't. That doesn't mean I'm healthy. It doesn't mean I'm not healthy. It just means, like, that's where we start looking at control and other things. And then that's why we have to climb that ladder of, of progressing you to get ready. But 101's in Jacob's sleep these days. This right. is what he does. Well, I think it's a really important discussion because, as we know, starting pitchers have so much influence on the betting line. 
And the, the odds it's typically the don't take into account part. that it's the, the guy's part. Well, the odds don't really take into account a guy might only go four or five innings right. because he's making that you know first start back in the yes. big leagues. He's not stretched out, you know, something like that. So I got something that's really, really important to kind of key in on uh, as you're betting these games on a day by day basis. But there is one more question I want to ask Josh. We'll do that after the break here as we kick off the second hour of the run line. We'll also talk about some of these division races as well. So come back. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Podcasts. 